Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This morning, fresh freedoms for Victorians. The state emerges from a snap five-day lockdown, but some restrictions remain. Borders reopen. WA welcomes back the rest of Australia as the COVID case-free streak strengthens. Parliament House chaos. The fallout from rape allegations continues for the government as the man at the centre of the claims reportedly checks himself into hospital. And a royal shock. Prince Philip admitted to hospital in London just weeks after receiving his first coronavirus jab. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. It's Freedom Day for Victoria. The state's five-day circuit breaker lockdown finally lifted. Significant restrictions will remain in place. Masks are mandatory indoors, while outdoor social gatherings have been capped at 20 people. Zero new COVID cases were recorded from almost 40,000 tests. Health authorities say the hotel quarantine cluster, which shut down the state, is now under control. Anyone who uh, develops symptoms now who tests positive, uh, you'd be very confident that they're already identified, already quarantining. The state government hasn't ruled out another snap lockdown if cases surge again. Students will return to classrooms across Victoria after being forced back home for a week to isolate alongside the rest of the state. Playgrounds were deserted as kids were forced to switch to remote learning again. Teachers say online study has been easier for pupils this time around, but the ongoing impact on their education is worrying. Western Australia will open its borders to the rest of the country from Saturday. Victorians must fill out a border declaration form and isolate for 14 days. All other travellers are permitted to enter without having to get tested for the virus. South Australia and Queensland will reopen borders to Victorians by next weekend. Australia is about to begin the mammoth task of immunising every willing adult in the country. The first doses of the Pfizer vaccine arrived on a flight this week. The first will be rolled out to states from Monday. Frontline quarantine and healthcare workers will be first in line for the jab, followed by aged and disability care residents. It gives us the assurance that we are actually safe and when we go home, the community, the family and everyone is safe as well. The AstraZeneca vaccine drive is expected to begin in March. The former Liberal staffer accused of raping a young female colleague at Parliament House has reportedly been admitted to hospital. Let's go live now to political reporter Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. It's a concerning development. 
Good morning, Jody. Yes, this man checked himself into Sydney's Royal North Shore Hospital, according to reports from News Corp papers, to seek psychiatric care. He has not been charged and at this stage not under police investigation, though at the centre of these allegations by former colleague Brittany Higgins. She alleges she was raped in 2019 at Parliament House when the pair both worked for Defence Minister Linda Reynolds. She says she didn't feel supported at the time and only became aware of key details since sharing her story, including that security guards let the pair into the minister's office and debated calling an ambulance after finding her. The Prime Minister has since announced three reviews, including an independent look into the workplaces of all politicians and their staff. He maintains, though, he only found out about these allegations this week and his office only on Friday, despite Ms Higgins claiming she was contacted by a senior member of his office about this last year. She's accused the Prime Minister of victim blaming and says the government still has questions to answer over its conduct in the handling of this incident. Jody. OK, Olivia Leeming, thank you. An army helicopter has been forced to make an emergency landing in a busy park after an anti-terrorism drill went wrong. The Black Hawk clipped the mast of a defence-leased Captain Cook cruise ship in Sydney Harbour, damaging its rotor blades. This one was very loud. A lot of wind, a lot of uh, leaves coming up and then suddenly I looked out my window and it landed 30 metres from a house. No one was injured in the incident. Defence is now investigating the matter. A protest at Sydney's Villawood Detention Centre has ended peacefully overnight. A man was on the roof while several others were prevented from joining him. An aerial firefighting truck was used as a paramedic talked him down and brought him safely to the ground. The Duke of Edinburgh has been admitted to hospital in London. Let's go live now to Europe correspondent Sarah Greenolch in London. Good morning, Sarah. What he, what's he been treated for? Jody, good morning. It is unclear at this stage exactly what Prince Philip is being treated for, but the palace has taken the unusual step of confirming that it is not related to COVID-19. The Duke of Edinburgh was admitted here to the hospital in central London about 24 hours ago now uh, on the advice of his doctor after starting to feel unwell at Windsor Castle. Buckingham Palace is stressing that this is a precautionary measure. We understand that he arrived here by car, not by ambulance, so it wasn't an emergency admission, and that he walked un into the hospital, which in itself is pretty remarkable given that he is 99 years of age, due to turn 100 in just a few months' time in June. The last time he had a stint here in hospital was in December 2019. He spent four nights here for what was at the time described as a pre-existing condition. He was released on Christmas Eve. Uh, the last time that we saw him publicly was in summer last year in July when he handed over a military title to the Duchess of Cornwall. Now, last month in January, the palace uh, revealed that both Prince Philip and the Queen have had their COVID-19 vaccinations. Uh, they were administered at Windsor Castle where the couple has been isolating and shielding right throughout this pandemic. Sources say the Duke of Edinburgh is in good spirits. He doesn't like making a fuss so he certainly wouldn't be liking all this attention given that the country is still in lockdown and still dealing with very high COVID-19 rates. He is expected to remain in hospital under observation uh, and resting for at least the next few days. OK, Sarah, thank you. Former Bulldogs NRL star Michael Leisher has pleaded not guilty to assaulting his fiancée after allegedly catching her kissing a former teammate. While Leisha was excused from facing court on assault charges yesterday, his fiancée Cara Childerhouse attended in support of him. 
It's quite emphatic, a not guilty plea, very, very first appearance in a hearing set. Well, he's, he's adamant. He didn't, he's not, he didn't do the things he was accused of. The NRL Integrity Unit is continuing its investigations. A mural honouring former New South Wales Rural Fire Service Commissioner Shane Fitzsimmons has been vandalised for a second time. It was found defaced yesterday at a Sydney train station despite Transport for New South Wales hiring two security guards to try to protect it. Well, I've seen it. the security guards watching it and as soon as they took them off, bang, it's like we were just waiting for your, your authority to be taken down so we can overthrow it. It was commissioned to promote Graffiti Removal Day. Concerns are growing over the potential for violence in Myanmar as anti-coup protesters urge supporters to take to the streets. Demonstrators gathered in the largest numbers yet to protest against the military seizure of power. Thousands are calling for ousted leader Aung San Suu Kyi to be released from detention and for power to be handed back to civilian control. A man alleged to be one of Australia's most notorious con men has been arrested in Sydney and hauled before court on 47 different charges across six states. Police claim he pocketed at least half a million dollars with scams including fake online sales of classic cars. Accused fraud fugitive Joshua Peter McIntosh in police custody. The 51-year-old was allegedly hiding from authorities in a Sydney apartment after selling fake cars. Police say he would advertise high-end vehicles online at attractive prices. Once the buyer transferred money, he'd vanish. Police will also allege that the 51-year-old man had a number of significant uh, fraudulent identity documents. This man paid more than $26,000 for a classic Valiant Pacer. That's a lot of money. That's, uh, that's half a year's wage for a lot of people. The seller was totally convincing, but the car wasn't real. He could sell ice to an Eskimo. Officers searched McIntosh's home, uncovering luxury items, including handbags and watches. He faced court, wanted on four warrants and 47 charges over 18 months in all six Australian states. Investigators say Joshua McIntosh scammed 38 people, pocketing more than half a million dollars. One man in Western Australia handed over $60,000 for another car that never existed. It's likely many more have been conned. This is awful, absolutely awful. Natasha Squarey, 7 News. From assisted hatching to time-lapse systems, the list of IVF add-on procedures can be long, confusing and costly. Now new research suggests many of these procedures are unnecessary. When Rachel Casella lost her first baby to a genetic condition, she opted for IVF and any extras available, including genetic screening. Now she's about to have a son. It was absolutely essential to have those add-ons. We wouldn't have been able to get pregnant without them. I don't know if they're essential in everyone's case. A new Australian study asserts treatment add-ons spruiked by many IVF clinics are of dubious value. They found 31 out of 40 offered up to 21 different extras, costing up to $3,700 each. For some, the evidence is of very, very poor quality. It's almost as if there is no evidence. Those add-ons include pre-implantation, genetic testing, assisted hatching and time-lapse systems. But some IVF experts say add-ons can definitely be beneficial. Pre-implantation genetic screening and also time-lapse photography 
in embryology are of value when they are used appropriately. Clinics like Jenea offer time-lapse photography to every patient and don't charge extra. The experts say all clinics should clearly explain that there is no evidence that add-ons are beneficial or essential and the patients might be better off having another round of IVF. Go to the independent national website for IVF results that has just been established. Helen Wellings, 7 News. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is falling this morning, the Nasdaq is as well, down by more than 1%. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX plummeted. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower, Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose and the All Lords and the ASX 200 both fell. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,778 US dollars an ounce, oil is 60 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 77 US cents, 82 Japanese yen and $1.08 New Zealand. Donald Trump has launched a scathing attack against Washington's most powerful Republican, Mitch McConnell, urging the party to dump him. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. The former president is out for revenge after McConnell gave him a dressing down over the deadly Capitol riot. Morning, Jody. Yes, this now looks like a political war to the death between two of the most senior figures in Republican politics here in the United States, former US President Donald Trump and the leader in the Senate for the Republicans, Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, of course, just three days ago gave his backing to Donald Trump in that vote regards impeachment and helped stave off the two-thirds majority that would have impeached the former president, but then delivered a scathing address in the Senate blaming Donald Trump for the uh, violent events around the Capitol on January 6th. Well, a 600-word reply from the former president coming from his Mar-a-Lago resort at Palm Beach. Uh, telling uh, his supporters that uh, the uh, leader is a dour, sullen political hack and doesn't have what it takes, never did and never will, a signal to Republicans that they need to dump Mitch McConnell, a third-rate leaders, as he called them, who will simply not win again for the party. A scathing statement that pits the two against one another and longer term would suggest that Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell simply can't work together again. This, though, the summary from the now President Joe Biden as he made his first public appearance outside Washington as the new president. I don't, I'm tired of talking about Donald Trump. don't want to talk about him anymore. For four years, all that's been in the news is Trump. The next four years, I want to make sure all the news is the American people. Joe Biden did talk about prospects for Americans getting uh, vaccines in coming months. He says he expects all of Americans uh, to have vaccines available to them, about 600 million doses in all by the end of July and a normality from the pandemic he expects around Christmas time. Jody. Fingers crossed. OK, thanks, Tim. Checking sport now, there's been a major upset at the Australian Open with 20-time Grand Slam winner Rafael Nadal bowing out in a five-set thriller. Greek number 5 seed Stefano Tsitsipas came back from two sets down to win the match in an epic that lasted just over four hours. Meantime, Australian world number 1 Dylan Alcott has won his seventh straight Australian Open quad wheelchair singles title, while Ash Barty has made a shock exit after losing her quarter final to Karolina Mukova in three sets. 
Latrell Mitchell is confident of signing a contract extension in coming weeks. Chief League reporter Michelle Bishop spoke exclusively to the South Star ahead of his return from a serious injury. Latrell Mitchell couldn't have scripted his return to the game any better. Saturday night's Indigenous All-Stars clash in Townsville. I think it sets up my season, be able to come into this and be really culturally connected and aware. Sidelined for six months and put through a tough recovery process after a devastating hamstring injury, Mitchell has had time to focus on himself. Always learning, I'm still learning about myself and, and bettering myself as a black man and a really professional off-field now and um, I'm trying to sort of work out what works for me and what doesn't. He's to do extras after regular training sessions and his excess weight has peeled off. Amazing, what have you done in terms of your weight? Like you've really put in. You nah. did say you had too much Christmas pudding? Yeah, too much. No, I love I love eating, so <laughs> I've just been portioning myself and um, yeah, it's been coming off quick. And I've really, um, you know, knuckled down on, on my recovery and um, the guidance that I've got off Wayne and I've learned a lot off the old fellow. And that's why Mitchell has turned down bigger dollars from other clubs to stay at Souths. I think I'm confident in um, you know, hopefully getting something done the next couple of weeks. I really love it because I get to go and have a coffee and have a good yarn to all the elders that sit there. And you know, I was over the eastern suburbs and you, you don't see too many Koori walking around. So. The All-Stars clash is now a permanent fixture on the league calendar, but Mitchell says the game is so much more than 80 minutes of footy. It's about being proud of who you are, no matter you know what skin colour you are. And fans will get to see what all the hype is about when Boom 17-year-old Joseph Sawali debuts for the Roosters on Saturday in a trial match against the West Tigers at Eldersley. Michelle Bishop, 7 News. Applications are open if you're up for a mission to the Moon or even Mars. For the first time in more than a decade, the European Space Agency is recruiting astronauts. As many as six will be selected, with the hope more women and those with disabilities might apply this time around. How can we make this feasible? How can we do it safely, but with a serious intent to fly people with disabilities to space? The agency says for now the key is patience. It will be 18 months before anyone is chosen. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, onshore winds and a coastal trough will generate rain and showers in eastern New South Wales and Queensland. It will be mostly clear and hot in the central interior. Around the capitals today, a shower or two heading for a top of 28 degrees in Brisbane, the same in Sydney, a top of 26. A possible shower in Canberra, 24. Sunny and 31 degrees in Melbourne, sunny in Hobart. A hot one in Adelaide, sunny and 38 degrees. Partly cloudy in Perth and a shower or two and possible storm in Darwin. And that's seven early news for this Thursday the 18th of February.